0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Not About Wrestling. I am Chris Luminati and I'm here today with the Bad Street Beauty, Miss Miranda Gordy. Miranda, how are you? Great. How are you? I'm doing good. You said you're at a show in Iowa. What show is it? Um it's for Impact Pro
1: Wrestling. Okay. Um not like the Impact on TV, but Impact Pro that's been around the Midwest for like I would say like 20 years or so. I think that's what he said. So it's been around a while. Um, Two weekends ago, I did the uh, Hall of Fame, the Luthes Hall of Fame in Waterloo. And I had such a great time and me and the promoter got along. And so he invited me out um, because I also love county fairs. That's like a guilty pleasure of mine. (laughs) Um, And so I'm here to wrestle and see baby cows and goats.
0: Okay. (laughs) We'll talk about the wrestling in a minute. Is baby cows and goats your favorite part of the county fair? It is. Yes. I love any
1: farm animals. I live on a, like a Angus farm right now. Um, and like I used to live on a ranch and take care of horses and stuff. So I just, I love animals
0: in general, but like farm animals, I have a soft spot for them. Okay. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that you did not grow up on Bad Street USA? Um, so
1: on the other side of the street, there's a farm.
0: (laughs) I got it. (laughs) So did you do like a lot of the farm things growing up?
1: Actually, um, so no, Um, I was born near Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is uh, at the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. So we lived on a mountain and you can't really have like horses and stuff. In some places you can, but you can't have a farm animals up there. And so um, growing up, I always wanted a horse. And like, that was kind of mine and my sister, my grandmother's thing. And as an adult, like my first house, we had land. And so that's like one of the first things I did was I got chickens and rabbits, and like I had this whole zoo like within the first six months. And like, no, I I didn't get to do it growing up, but I always wanted to. And now I'm kind of doing that plus wrestling. So mm-hmm.
0: So you're way ahead of the curve. Now I see people with chickens all the time in their backyard. Exactly. Yes. I know because they're they're so beneficial and they're kind of cute. And if you can,
1: you know, get the right one, like every 10 or so hash, they'll be like your best friend. Uh-huh. And it's the cutest thing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's a house not too far. So I live in New Jersey and uh, there's a house maybe like a quarter mile away from my apartment where they have chickens in the backyard. And I see them walking around and I'm like, how do they just not wander off?
1: Sometimes they do. Um, and it's unfortunate because chickens are really tasty and <laughs> everybody loves chicken, <laughs> including you know dogs and coyotes and stuff. But, yeah, they'll absolutely just walk wherever like. We had some neighbors. They would just go up on the porch and just chill with the neighbors. And, yeah, they're they're interesting. They're cute. I like that,
0: them. That's yeah. hilarious. Uh, what's your favorite county fair food?
1: Oh, a funnel cake. Of course. Oh. I, yeah. I, I did not <laughs> expect
0: that. I don't know why.
1: Really? Do I look like maybe like a corn dog or like a fried Oreo person?
0: <laughs> no. You know what? Here's why. Because so where, where I'm at, and uh, we don't call them county fairs, but we do have, like, fairs like that like 4-H fairs and things like that and I feel mm. like funnel cakes are just so like you can get them anywhere like you can get them at a ballpark you can get them at so I feel like people might be sick of that so I, I thought you were going to say something that like only happens at county fairs or is a very seasonal thing
1: oh yeah I don't know like a lot of these kind of have the same they have like the fresh squeezed lemonade and the funnel mm. cakes and then like in texas if you go to the texas state fair they have deep fried anything you could ask for like a deep fried dr pepper and deep (laughs) fried sticks of butter i don't take it that far Mm. i'll just stick with like the funnel
0: cake (laughs) so are you a sweets person or like a not and i don't want to say savory because i don't know are you a sweets person or like a junk food type person
1: oh i'm a sweets person if i could like eat cake 24 hours a day
0: I mean you could
1: yeah I mean yes I could it wouldn't last long but I could no.
0: what's your uh, favorite what's your go-to cake
1: oh just like your standard birthday cake like, you, you can't have a bad time eating birthday cake, right? <laughs> <laughs> Every,
0: everyone says that. Like, whenever I talk to someone and they're like, oh, I'm dying for some cake. And I think they're going to say something like really extravagant or something they had one time. They're like, you know, like the grocery store birthday cake that you get. And I'm like, really? That's what you would go for right now?
1: Because <laughs> it's so good. It probably brings back memories or something as a kid. You know, you taste it and you're like, yay, Chuck E. Cheese or something. You know, so. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. My daughter makes like, you know, we get the, uh, The cupcakes that you just make out of the box and then the frosting and stuff and like she'll make them and she'll love them and my son will eat them and I'll be like, this is just hot garbage like this is not. (laughs) I guess maybe because my taste have changed a little bit I've actually had legit cupcakes so when you taste those you're like oh these are awful.
1: Oh, no, I leave all the baking of sweets to the professionals, for sure. Like, I don't even attempt it at home. Uh, My boyfriend is a chef. I still, I'm like, no, the people at Kroger know what they're doing. Just (laughs) I'll go get a cupcake from Kroger. (laughs) Since your boyfriend
0: is a chef, do you even ever attempt to try and cook?
1: No, no. I think uh, in our, like, two-year relationship, I've only cooked maybe some quesadillas, Mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. He'll get extravagant with it. And I'm like, I'm not even going
0: to try to compete. Absolutely mm. not. (laughs) Did he like kind of critique your work?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I can, I I hyped it up too, which was my mistake. I'm like, I make these really great quesadillas. And he's like, well, you could have done this. And I'm like, I'll never, you're just going to have to cook
0: forever. So. (laughs) Sometimes like I think about that, like, I wonder if the person who does cook a lot, if they just want the other person just to try once in a while, just so they don't have to.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he's like, well, when are you going to cook for me? I'm like, well, never. Cause you'll just crap on it. <laughs> It'll never be as good as yours. And I, I can admit that. And I'm, I'm fine with it, but he's going to have to do all the work. <laughs> does he ever
0: get super picky when you guys go to restaurants?
1: Um, sometimes most of the time, you know, we're on the road and we'll eat junk or whatever, um, or meal preps, but yeah, if we go somewhere and they hype something up and he can absolutely pick it apart or say, Oh, this is, they've done a great job. So yeah, he definitely critiques it all.
0: (laughs) What's your go-to on the road food?
1: Ooh. So, uh, depending on where we're at, we try to do the local favorites. Like we'll ask what everyone recommends, like what sign sort of a diner or, um, burger joint or something. And we'll try that. So it's usually like burgers or, you know, the diner type food that people have. But like, if you go to Texas, people are like, Oh, try the brisket or, you know, something like that. So we try to try new things. Otherwise we'll stop like Casey's I know that's so weird like the gas station but they have good pizza so. <laughs>
0: you know it's kind of uh sad though I, I can imagine so now you're back out on the road and you're going to be traveling with wrestling and stuff uh, unfortunately probably a lot of the places that you went to might not be there anymore because of COVID and they just didn't reopen up so you got to gonna have to maybe find new places to go
1: I know. And that, uh, like, I hate that for those small businesses and, you know, hopefully I got to enjoy them at least once, um, if they were good, hopefully, uh, their community, you know, stuck with them and supported them through everything. And,
0: uh, you know, if if we don't know about it, hopefully we'll get to try them. Hopefully they made it. So, you know, do you you get, when you're on the road, do you get real serious about meal planning or do you kind of just wing it?
1: It really just depends on how long we're on the road. It's hard to like, if we're on the road for any more than four days, we're like, we're just going to have to be good and discipline ourselves. If it's like, you know, one or two days, that's easy to have meal preps. You know, it's very hard to like have meal preps for any more than four days. So um, it it really just depends on where we're going. If like we can get it into a fridge in time, you know, it, it really just depends. It's probably
0: 50, 50 got you and then also if you're working a state fair like all bets are off right (laughs) yeah all bets are off because i'm getting a funnel cake so (laughs) (laughs) i mean that could be your one meal of the day maybe i don't know
1: oh no yeah no i i knew i was getting a funnel cake so i certainly upped the cardio today so (laughs) (laughs) there There you go as long as
0: i break even at least right (laughs) yeah that's true i i noticed on your instagram account that you do I mean, just like any most any other professional wrestler, you do work out a lot. Is, do you like cardio? Do you like weights? Like, what's your favorite thing to do in there?
1: Uh, definitely weights over cardio. I don't mind cardio. It kind of gives me time to like reflect and like get in a mode. And you know, like uh, like sometimes I'll run. Uh, a nature trail or something. And it's nice. Cause there's deer and scenery and, uh, otherwise I'm on the step machine and I'm like, all right, you know, I hype myself up or I'll watch a wrestling match or something like that. Whatever I got to like, think about for the day I'll do it then. Um, but definitely lifting the, uh, lifting the weights and stuff. Um, I just get a pump and it's like, yeah, I'm Wonder Woman. (laughs) Uh,
0: By the way, real quick, if you see me, if you lose me, uh, we're having a killer storm here and my lights just flickered. So if I lose you, that's probably what happened. Like my electricity went out. (laughs) Oh no. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It happened about two weeks ago. We had a really bad storm. My electricity went out from eight o'clock at night until about 10 and uh, 10 of two in the morning. Oh, wow. And where yeah. are you located? Where are you? I'm, at? I'm in New Jersey. I'm like central New Jersey. I'm right outside of Princeton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I know that the power came back on at 10 of two because everything flashed back on in the middle of the night that I had on when the power went out. Because everything was on because it was eight o'clock at night. And then at two in the morning when I'm sleeping, like everything came back on like TV, clocks, lights, everything just popped on.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that was not fun. So
0: if I lose you, you know why? Cause the light just flicked and I was like, Oh God, here we go again. <laughs> um, uh, that's all right. But getting back, uh, getting back to the working out thing, I was just going to, I was going to ask you, cause you said about the cardio and the pump. Oh no, you were, you said you watch uh wrestling matches while you're working out. Older stuff, newer stuff. What do you watch?
1: Oh, definitely older stuff. I enjoy the older stuff. Mostly like my dad's stuff. Um, or any of the freebird stuff, any all Japan. That's probably my favorite is I'll look up a lot of the Japanese matches. um, And then whatever people tell me, like, hey, watch, you know, so and so like Chris Benoit for this or uh, Shawn Michaels for this, you know, just to kind of see like whatever my trainer or someone recommended for me to watch. I'll at that time, I'll watch that. I'll watch the um, like I watched a Brad Armstrong match today. it was good, you know, just like for technical reasons or if there's like a move I want to try or um, psychology-wise, it just depends mm-hmm. on uh, what I need, so.
0: I, I've never been able to ask anybody this question. I think you're only the second second generation wrestler that I've had on here. I had Shaw Guerrero. Uh, yeah, I think you're the only second center generation wrestler I've had, so I've never been able to ask this question. What's it like to go to YouTube and be able to look up your dad anytime you want? <laughs>
1: Well, um, you know, considering the circumstance, it's actually I feel very blessed Mm -hmm. um, because I lost him when I was young. And uh, because uh, there's so much footage of him, it's like, you know, a lot of people don't have a lot of memories. And like anytime I want to see him, he's there. I can just look him up on YouTube. And um, it's great. Like before I got into wrestling, I could just watch him do promos like just to hear his voice and stuff. But now I'm in wrestling like. I get to kind of learn more about him and and how he did things and why. And, you know, it it's a different perspective now that I'm in mm-hmm. the business. But uh, I think it's a blessing to be able to just log on the Internet and Google him anytime and and find so much about like endless
0: amounts of stuff. Now, I. Um- when he passed you were about 12 right 12 or 13 11 almost 12 12, yeah okay did did you at that point give like any inclination that you might want to be a wrestler did you ever talk about that with him
1: no I was so young and you know he was doing it and like obviously you don't know these things are coming and you're a kid you're not thinking about the future uh you know it was the middle of the summer and I was just thinking about swimming in the pool and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so um Mm -hmm. no not until like three years ago, did I even really consider getting into wrestling Uh for the longest time? It kind of um, was a little heartbreaking. Like I didn't, it would always remind me of him. Anytime I would go to a show where uh, people would ask, you know, about it or be like, Hey, you should join wrestling. I'm like, I really don't think I could, I couldn't handle it emotionally. Um, Cause it would just remind me of him, which it was just, For the longest time, I, I just never not, I'd never recovered from it, I guess I never got over it. And I don't know, I woke up one day, and I guess I was fine. And I'm like, Mm. you know what, I think I'll try this. (laughs) And um, I, my biggest regret is not getting into it sooner. um, Because it really, it's been the biggest healing for me meeting all these people that worked with him and like knew him really well and spent a lot of time on the road with him. And they talk about how great he was and how much they loved him. And so it's like getting to know him, you know, through other people. So it's been a big healing process for
0: me. Has anyone told you a great story about him that you've never heard before?
1: Oh, all the time. Like, uh, (laughs) Last weekend, I was with Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton always tells me funny stories. Um, You know, for Animal Pass, he was telling me stories. Mick Foley uh, loved him. Michael, uh, Michael Hayes is my uncle. He's my godfather. He tells me news stories all the time. Mm-hmm. Like he'll just call me randomly. And he's like, I was just thinking about this time. And I'm like, okay, go ahead and tell me. And <laughs> so he'll tell me some adventure they got into and we'll laugh about it. And yeah, every time I meet someone that worked with him, they, they want to tell me a story. And I'm sure it, it helps the both of us because it was a loss to everyone. Yeah. So you know, it helps them. It, it reminds them of a good time they had with someone they loved. And it helps me because I get to know like another memory of my dad, something funny or, or
0: cool that he did. Mm. So you said, I mean, yeah, you watch a lot of the free bird stuff. I've always had this theory. I don't even know if I've ever discussed it on the show. I know I've discussed it with friends. Uh, there's two different free birds. I'm, I'm going to relate it to Van Halen. There's your dad's version. That's the David Lee Roth version that's you know him buddy and Michael and then there's Michael and Jimmy Garvin and that's the other that's like the Van Hagar kind (laughs) of Van Halen have you ever heard anyone say that like there's two different types of free birds
1: Oh, absolutely. People, I see people, uh, debate it all the time. They're like, Jimmy wasn't a real free bird or, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, well, sure he was. And you know, it was kind of a, a transition at the early nineties. My dad was going off to all Japan and cause he got a better deal. And, you know, Michael wanted to continue on and do the, the wrestling rock star thing. And Jimmy was already kind of you know, in with the free birds and stuff, so it just transitioned into Michael doing the WCW thing, and uh, and then my dad doing the All Japan thing, and it worked out for both of them. You know, so that's just kind of what it was. But I consider them
0: all free birds, obviously, so mm-hmm. they're all family to me. Do you think a free birds female gimmick would work today, like you and two other people?
1: Um, possibly yes. Um. Mm-hmm. If I found the right people to do it, obviously it would be hard to find a Buddy Roberts. Buddy Roberts was one of a kind. Um, you have the Gordie, Um, And also finding a good Michael Hayes because Michael Hayes is just untouchable. He's a one of a kind dude too. Like they all had key elements that made them so different and stand out and innovative. So I think it's
0: possible... Uh, we'll just have to find the right people. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want to play fantasy? I don't want to call a fantasy booker, but do you want to play fantasy real quick? Let's pretend any female wrestlers were available. If you had to find a female wrestler, most like Michael Hayes, who could it be?
1: Ooh, that's hard to say. I need a good talker. Like, yeah. you got to be a good talker and a good, like, crap starter. You know, uh, get the people
0: real mad at you. So, <laughs> you know, flamboyant and flashy and. Okay, I, for some reason, like, I keep going with, like, they don't have to look exactly, but uh, if I'm going to throw a, a shit talker in there, uh, maybe, like, a Bailey would make, like, okay. a good Michael Hayes. Yeah, like a good, yeah, yeah, yeah a good crap talker, okay. And then you need the Buddy Roberts, the, like, consummate worker kind of stays in the background, does her thing. Oh, there's so many. That's tough. Like if we did a female version of, of what if you did a, What if you did two guys in you and made them the free birds?
1: There's that too. Like, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of getting into uh, the era of intergender is becoming normal now. And so yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to adding guys to the group. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as long as they fit, cause um a lot of girls don't they just don't play the technical role and that there's nothing wrong with that but there's a lot of really good like technical guys that are just down to like wrestle you mm-hmm. know and that's kind of what buddy did he was the technician mm-hmm. so he was also kind of a little troll and a heat magnet but <laughs>
0: yeah well they all were in their own way <laughs> sure <laughs> but yeah i think i think absolutely a guy would fit um the buddy role very well mm-hmm. how do you feel about intergender wrestling are you you like it you didn't uh... i love it i i obviously don't mind i'm bigger
1: than a lot of girls so and um some of these indie shows i'm bigger than a lot of the guys too (laughs) like height and just you know i work out and so um i don't mind like as long as it's a good story and it makes sense obviously i would never want to get into a ring with like drew mcintyre or randy orton because They're huge, uh, and that doesn't make sense. They obviously would just dominate me, but, like, if it was a guy that was close to my size and we could make a good match
0: um, and make it make sense, I'm absolutely for it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the problem is, and it might be getting better now, but I think a lot of the problem is on the other side of it, like, who's going to want to put the woman over because they're going to feel like it's going to ruin, you know, any any push that they're, you know what I mean? Like, it's the, the male ego is going to get in the way.
1: Sure. And, um, I mean, I can understand that, uh, cause men and women are, they are different, you mm. know, no matter how, how much you argument it's just, we're naturally different and in good ways, like positive ways. I don't mean that negatively, mm. but, um, women are becoming athletes like serious athletes. And there are some serious women that I think could actually take men like literally. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm one of those, but, Uh, Women are coming up, and I think it's a possibility that a lot of these guys, either the guys are going to have to start working out more, or the women are going to start kicking their butts. (laughs) You know, we'll leave it as that.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm man enough to say that Shayna Baszler could kick my ass. I'm sure she could kick (laughs) most of the guys on the roster's ass, and they don't want to admit it, (laughs) but, like...
1: Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, she's a great athlete. She has an MMA background and stuff, and she kind of looks like a badass. So definitely some of these indie guys she could take like easily, you Uh know, and they'll just have to get over their ego.
0: (laughs) That's true. Uh, So so you got into the business later uh, than most people kind of would if their family was already in the business. Do you feel like uh, getting into it, there was more pressure because of who your dad was? less pressure do you think there was less pressure because you're a female more pressure because you're a female like how do you think
1: if um as far as being a girl i think now is the best time for women wrestlers like mm. i said they're they're uh, being taken seriously as athletes now and not just like show girls and shiny gear and you know tits and ass and stuff um so now i think is the best time for a woman to get into wrestling um as far as being a second gen there's a, uh, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time uh, on the Indies. It's been great. My name gets me in the door. Um, however, people have kind of expected me to be on a Gordy level, uh, just right out of the gate. And unfortunately I'm just, I'm not, you know, I like, I'm only a total of three years. I've only been two in uh, matches for two. And so I'm still very green. And I, I think that's the pressure, um, you know, people put on me as far as that they're just expecting my dad's results out of me immediately. Um, luckily I have had great trainers in my life and I've had a lot of support on the outside. And so I've learned really fast and I've learned on the road at the best of my abilities. Um, and I continue to learn. And so hopefully it takes me there and you know, I'll admit I'll never be even half as good as my dad, but a lot of people aren't. So mm-hmm. um, as long as I can just carry on the name and
0: and do good things with it, that's all I really care about. I mean, he was also a freak, isn't it? didn't he start at like 19? Wasn't he wrestling? He started at 14. Okay, so he started so, at 14, but like he was like headlining when he was like in his early twenties.
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean he started really young and he did it up until he passed. Like mm-hmm. he was just like, yeah, kind of a freaking nature. Like he was born to wrestle. It mm-hmm. was for him. So like, that's just, it's a natural ability that I don't have. And a lot of people don't have, and he had it. So for me to even think that I could compare to that is just, it's
0: no impossible. So, The good thing too, now is uh there's back again, a lot more places to work now, you that's know, true. with COVID we're opening up. And I feel like there's maybe a lot more indie promotions kind of like getting back into it or just starting because of COVID. So you have a lot more places to go. Like you you mentioned that this just popped up two weeks ago and you now you're working the show. Yeah. So- yeah. Um,
1: Oh yeah, we, we travel all over. Like we weren't down long for COVID. Where we were, Texas, obviously, they shut down for just a little bit. Then they were like, ah, oh, we don't really care. <laughs> so we worked a lot in Texas. I don't think Oklahoma ever shut down. We worked in Oklahoma. There was places that just- uh, like Tennessee didn't have a mandate very long. We worked there. So I think we were really out only like three months, like mm-hmm. not very long um, as compared to most people. And so we were right back at it. We've been
0: doing it for almost a year now. So. Yeah. You got, you got lucky. Uh, at New Jersey. I feel like we've never got back in. I mean, we are kind of open back up but now they're actually talking about going back to masks and it feels like it's starting all over again and I don't, yeah. I don't want it to that right now they're at the, uh, we recommend masks indoors. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't put them on, but I mean, I know they recommend it. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's just, you're, you're, we thought we were like out of the woods and then some places aren't and then it's just, you know, I don't know, but, um, what was I just gonna ask you? So, uh, after this event, do you, or do you go in somewhere else? Like, or do you go back home? Uh, Yeah, we're not far from home.
1: I'm uh, currently living in the Kansas City area. So um, we're not far from there, like an hour and a half. So we'll drive back home. Uh, Tomorrow, we have uh, a Superman festival in Metropolis, Illinois, which I thought was pretty cool. I was like, yeah, I'll do a Superman Festival. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Um, yeah, so we're going to do that just to check it out. Because that's half the fun of wrestling is you get to travel and see new places. So mm. uh, you And you get paid to do
0: it. So I'm going to go get paid to go hang out at the Superman Festival tomorrow. So. What, what's the most unexpected town you've been to? Like maybe you thought it was going to be like a really small town and it ended up being amazing or the other way around like you thought a town was going to be amazing you're just like this is like three traffic lights and uh post office
1: oh <laughs> that's probably lubbock texas <laughs> i was there last
0: weekend okay. um yeah i was like what in the rattlesnakes and tumbleweeds is this place <laughs> really see <laughs> now is- i would think lubbock because i've heard lubbock a million times i would think it was kind of yeah. like a city Yeah, that's what I thought, too, because
1: I've (laughs) I've heard about it, you know, uh, because I was living in Texas for 10 years. And like, I thought it was like this big city and it wasn't. It's kind of like a not a full desert, but like a Texas desert. And um, it's it's not very big. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: Not too long ago, you had uh, an NXT tryout. Um, How does that work? Like, do not just with NXT, but with some of the bigger promotions do they call you up do you still have to send in like video and stuff like how does it how does that work
1: um so yeah on uh so i did it through um obviously michael helped me get the tryout but Hmm. you have like a profile with wwe okay um you get on the website and you can go and make a profile and you update it every time you get new content you put uh your matches on there and like your um, promo shots and like any sort of, it's like a resume basically for them. And they'll check it out every once in a while. And uh, it helps like get extra work with the WWE, like extra spots when they have a show in your town. And um, it's a way for them to scout you. Basically. I'm not, I've not reached out to AEW. I'm not sure how their process is, but I know that's how WWE is. Mm. So if they like you or, or they're looking for, you know, certain demographic of people. Um, like my tryout, they were looking for um Indian males. So there was a lot of people from India. I say a lot. There was like nine guys that uh, you know, Indian. So um that's what they were looking for at the time. So
0: that's that's how they do it. <laughs> See, that that's interesting. I would think now I didn't know that. I would think that they were just open to looking for wrestlers, but they're it's almost like it's a casting call. They're looking to like I guess they make sense. They're looking to fill in a show. They're like trying to find, you know, yeah. that's, that's kind of crazy how you think about that, that stuff. Like I would just think they were looking for however many wrestlers to fill spots.
1: Right. Right. I think that's what everyone thinks is they're like, they're looking for the greatest wrestler out there right now. Like mm. who, who can be the greatest and make them money, but no, they, it is. It's entertainment. World mm. wrestling entertainment is the bottom line. And, uh, that's what they do. They have a show. And if you can also wrestle while filling uh, their need,
0: then you probably get hired. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That, that's crazy to think about. Uh, what about any of the others like uh, impact ring of honor, any of those? Um, I'm not sure. I haven't reached out to any
1: of them either. I've mm-hmm. kind of, after my tryout, you know, I I took their advice and I'm kind of working uh, on the, on getting experience, I guess, so I can do another one. Mm-hmm. Um working because I did the tryout at a year and a half in I'm obviously super green and they gave me all the things that they're looking for and what to work on so that I can like eighth the next one so that's kind of what i've been focusing on obviously people are like oh, i would love to see on aw and i would not mind it all working for them i i would love the opportunity i just haven't reached out to them yet so like all my friends are on there people that i work all the time and it's awesome to see i just haven't done it i haven't done it for ring of honor or impact either mm-hmm. i've been um
0: like invited to reach out to them but i just have not mm-hmm. so sometimes you're better off like sometimes if you reach out too soon and they kind of see you and you're not, you're not ready. That kind of sticks in their head and they're yeah. like, they're not ready. And that, that sticks around for a while. But if you do it when you feel you're ready, cause you'll, you'll know when you're ready. Yeah.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm focusing on like SWE right now and um, like local stuff like this, like I just found this place and it's easier so that I can, like I have a ring where we're at and so I can focus on, The experience, because that's what I need more right now. I'm only two years in. I need experience over, like, uh, exposure.
0: Mm -hmm. So that's what I feel. When you watch the old matches and stuff, do you ever pull ideas from that?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I'm like, oh, I really like how they did this.
1: I like this spot or this move or... Mm -hmm. um, like a full matches, I'll be like, you know, if I have like a three minute match and I saw a really cool, you know, three minute match on YouTube, I'm like, this is really good. Let's just replace it with, you know, our moves or whatever. So right. stuff like that. I just learned the psychology of it. Sometimes I'll copy like full matches. Mm-hmm. I take a lot of stuff from my dad's matches um, just because he's my favorite. And so I try to to copy him a lot. So a lot of the things I do, he did.
0: Mm-hmm. I was actually just watching one of your dad's matches the other night i've been on a world class kick for a while and i feel like it was a championship against oh god there were so many bon erics who remembers i maybe I carrie know. maybe cap i don't remember but it was uh it was a it was one of those uh like world star wars i think it was called like their version of like wrestlemania or whatever and I think your dad was like in the main event or co-main event or something. But here's one move that I want someone to bring back. And maybe you can bring it back for me. Can you please bring back the test of strength? I used to love that. Like where they just put oh, the they hand look, up. They just put the, yeah. And they put the fingers up there. And they're the guy, like, look around. And then you got to like do the test of strength. And then maybe you bring it down. You put it on the mat. And you stamp on their Hands. I used to love that as a kid. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've done it in a couple matches just on the fly, just to
0: to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Next time I do it, I'd be like, this is for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then and then uh I would love if, and I know the WWE would never do this. I would love if they would just let people do their own promos. Don't talk for them, just let them talk.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. And that's uh, you
0: know, the attitude era,
1: everything was organic. So mm-hmm. That's what that's why it was so over. And now I, I think that uh, just from what I know and I could be wrong is they've they think too much about it. It's overthought, mm. you know, and and maybe they have to. Maybe they have to do it that way, because that's what the television stations want or, or whoever, you know, is going to own them next or whatever, maybe. Um, but yeah, that I think uh, the Attitude Era was was really great because everything just got over organically.
0: And I think that's the best. When you have to do a promo, do you kind of have like an idea? Like do you write stuff down even when you're not like in work mode?
1: I think about stuff like if we're driving down the road and like I know I have a promo coming up, I'll kind of think of what sounds good or what would be something catchy to say or funny or fit it. Uh, Sometimes I'll write the whole thing down. Sometimes I'll just like – the best time to get me is like, I just had a match. I'm in the mode, like mm. my adrenaline's pumping, put the camera in my face, you know, let mm. me say something right then. But mm. uh, if it's something I got to put out online, I'll probably do it once or like two or three takes just to get the best one, you know,
0: so. Have you ever said anything and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Accidentally, Um. it happens. So huh. sometimes they, they cover it up. Sometimes I'm like, uh, oh, just roll with it. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Um, yeah, the best promos are always the ones. I mean, but coming out of the ring, aren't you like always like I i used to love when they used to do it on the old uh the Saturday night show for uh WCW and they would wrestle, we would talk to guys who just came out of the ring and they would like, you know, put a microphone in their face and they'd be like, Well, I just I just like, the guy could barely breathe. And it's like, can you give him a second to maybe collect his thoughts? Like, I know he knows he's going to be cutting a promo when he's done, but like, you don't realize how gassed you're going to be. And then they're like sitting there trying to talk at a microphone. And you're just like, give this guy five seconds to like, really get his thoughts.
1: <laughs> right. No,
0: I, I
1: know. I agree. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the feel of it. Like it makes it seem more real, you know, mm-hmm. that they're breathing heavy and like, they just got their butt kicked or they just won or something. It, it, it brings more, I guess, uh, enthusiasm. Like mm-hmm. you just did it. So.
0: Right. Yeah. If you get to talk tonight, can you cut a promo on the funnel cakes and tell everybody how awful they are?
1: Yeah. You know what? I will do that. Whenever sure. we're done, when I eat the funnel cake, I will, and I'll send it to you. <laughs> like, These are the
0: worst funnel cakes I've ever had. And I don't know where I, <laughs> um, so, uh, so you go on the road after this, um, what else let's promote whatever else you got going on.
1: Oh man, I'm everywhere. Um, you know, I'll go ahead and say, uh, I'm scheduled to be at the NWA August 28th for the empower. Um, I have, uh, before that, the weekend before that, I have Southern pride in Tennessee. Um, Oh, where else? uh SWE obviously that's who I consider my home promotion now. Mm. I just became the women's television champion, the first one ever. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Mm. Um I'm still the USA Championship Wrestling's women's champion. Mm. Um so
0: I've been that champ for like a year now. Um what's it like real quick let me ask you what's it like to hold your first belt? Like not hold your first belt, but like to just have it around and be like Oh yeah, I got that belt that I bring with me everywhere.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, I'm super proud of every belt that that I get, um, because you know that means that uh, people have a they support me and have a lot of confidence in me and think I can I deserve to carry a belt. But um, when they make those beautiful heavy belts, man, putting them in my carry on, <laughs> mm. I'm like, this is like 12 extra pounds. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Uh, I interviewed uh, Deanna Perrazzo not long ago, and she said that she, it's the first thing she puts in her bag so she remembers it. Like, she packs that first, and then all the clothes on top of it. And I feel like she said she actually had a replica belt made just in case. Like, <laughs> just in That's case not she, a mis- bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> she misplaced it. Like, Like, if she's got to go to a TV or something or an event, and she, like, forgot the actual, just one that would, like, be a placeholder just in case. Yeah because <laughs> you never know um, I
1: think SWE has done that they have like two different women's belts uh-huh. um no one's forgotten one yet but you never know so
0: <laughs> yeah that seems like the, the, the first thing you would pack just throw it in your bag and know it's there but make them pay for the extra 12 pounds
1: exactly yeah I I don't think when I get home unless I have to do a promo I don't even think I take it out of my bag like <laughs> that's a good <laughs> so idea I, I, I
0: get it yeah I, I can't imagine why you'd need it around the house yeah exactly so maybe, maybe you're gonna cut a, a promo on your boyfriend when he makes fun of your quesadillas right <laughs> you, just, you put it over your shoulder and you just cut a promo on him and be like you think you could do it better and you could just like do it right in that moment <laughs> exactly yeah i'm gonna do that next time now <laughs> i've I've given you a lot of homework you gotta cut a know, promo on a funnel a cake homework. you gotta <laughs> cut a promo on your boyfriend after a quesadilla what was the i forget what the other one was there was one other one. oh you gotta bring back the test of strength i've given yeah. you a lot of homework, Miranda. Yeah, that's fine. I'm obviously
1: going to get kicked out of the fair and then my house. So. <laughs> I mean, more
0: time to but travel. I, know I don't know. Care,
1: that's all that matters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll cover for you. I'll help you out. Okay. <laughs> well, we, uh, I wish you the best of luck and um, hope to talk to you soon. You know, uh, when you're doing other things and maybe in other promotions or maybe in all the promotions, who knows?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. You never know. i I just go where people take
0: me. So, yeah. well, I mean, the good thing now is like people work in like three or four different promotions. Yeah. And you can You're work anywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's
0: pretty awesome. I think it's called the Omega Rule or something like that, where you can just show up anywhere you want with any belt. <laughs> just be in different <laughs> <Yeah>. promotions. <laughs> um, thanks a lot, Miranda. Yeah, thank you. And that brings another episode of Not About Wrestling to a close. Guests of the Not About Wrestling show stay in their own damn houses. If you like the show, please share it on social or leave a review on iTunes. And remember to subscribe to Not About Wrestling on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com backslash brobible and find the Not About Wrestling section. Thanks again for listening or watching, and see you all next week. Well, I I won't see you at all. You know what I mean.